Give Me Something. Welcome, Monday morning edition of Give Me Something. See if we can find you something uh, to bet on, something to make some money on. Good group joining me this morning, starting with uh, our multifaceted friend from WA. She is a coin stacker, a CD thrower, and now maybe our best horse racing expert, Georgie <laughs> Parker. Good morning. Hello. I've had a ripping weekend. I've had a great, actually, last seven days. So it's nice to be here again and, and bask in my, my winning ways. Yeah, it's very uh, good to see you. We'll get some uh, tips and people should be <laughs> listening to those tips, I think. Um, Slug, first time I think I've been on with you and obviously first time since the uh, the new hairdo. Any other big plans for the isolation uh, period? Um, no, just uh, speaking of tips, mine will nearly be becoming tips shortly. The uh, roots are starting to go through a pair, so <laughs> I'm going to have to have to look at shaving or, or doing another rinse, um, but that'll be the same in the coming days. Hopefully a few more winners and um, we could buy some more, buy some more hair, <laughs> hair treatment. It is uh, hat morning this morning and Felix von Hoff has one on. It says he's growing his hair out. Felix, what's the story? Yeah, starting to get a little bit of length to it there, Ed. I just thought that everyone is shaving theirs and I've, I've already voiced my displeasure with those who are you know, shaving their heads, thinking they're edgy, doing all this stuff that they think they're edgy when they're not leaving the goddamn house. So it's not edgy at all. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to grow it out, and then by the time I get out of this, I'll be edgy. What are you doing with your beard, Felix? Now the beard's still remaining perfectly groomed as usual, laser precision. Georgie, I would I would never let myself go like that. Well, the, the thing about this show is we're trying to break outside of the horse racing and the greyhound racing and find some of the sports around the world that are continuing during this strange time. All available, obviously, sportsbet.com.au. We've got uh, eSports, Taiwanese baseball. We've got table tennis, you name it. But let's get started. Georgie, this morning, what do you got for us? Well, I'm I'm doing a Monday wrap-up of the novelty markets that we've got. Ed, I know that you're a big fan of MasterChef, so I'm going to... Uh, focus on that. I don't think it's Felix and Slug's target market. And Slug, I actually think that you might be past your bedtime when it's um, when it's on. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's actually the highest rating Channel to- Channel Ten show of 2020. It surpassed Maths. It surpassed any of those other reality shows, uh, Survivor, all the, those ones. So it's genuinely the biggest show of the year. It 1.5 million viewed in the first episode last week, and hovered over a million viewers all of the last week so massive massive show we bid farewell to judge gordon ramsay he was only on for the first oh, week what? so one of the big draw yeah one of the big draw cards can you imagine how much it would cost for him to be there for the entire show oh geez, well, i thought well if they're getting 1.5 million viewers and i thought that they could afford it You'd think so, but they don't. But we also said uh, farewell to Linton Tap. Now, he uh, made some average-looking crab and asparagus dish that looked foul. And <laughs> the other bottom bottom member there was Rose, and she made some eggplant flatbread stuff. And that actually looked all right, but apparently it wasn't. Um, so she was the bottom two there, and Linton Tap was the one that, that left. Um, Callum had immunity, um, and look, we've, they've got the big stars who are still doing quite well. Poe cooked a perfect cake, and um, uh, what do you think about that, Georgie? That was a little bit of a sports analogy. Had ninety minutes to do potentially two cooks, so if you cooked a sixty-minute meal and failed, then you only had thirty in that. She took the full ninety. 
Yeah, and that was a little bit stressful. But you know what? She stuck to her game plan and, and she knew the, the direction she was going and, and it came out and it looked absolutely brilliant. You know, she's been around before. She knows what this time pressure thing's like. So she did brilliant. But the punters still love her. She's still well and truly the favourite, paying just $2.50. Uh, Cal, after his immunity, he's paying $6, um, but there's still a bit of good value there. Uh, Reynolds, the dessert chef, um, he's still paying $3.25. So still early on in the show, some good value for those favourites. And look, while we're still on novelty markets, we've still got another couple ones. You've still got the weather as well, guys, if you want to have a look at Jane Bunn, see what she's saying, and and look at the unders and overs on the weather. And then as well, of course, we've got the the tie market. So ScoMo's tie market for his uh, press conference last week, we paid out on the silver and grey. Um, and I think he's done that the last two ties uh, that we've paid mm. out. So it might be interesting to see where he goes in his fashion stakes now um, or whether or not he's going to stick to what he knows. Yeah, I think you're right. The silver and grey seems to be Sorry to jump in here, Ed, but Slug, are you typing on a typewriter the entire time? I'm not typing. I, I haven't touched my computer. Uh, it sounds like someone's prattling away like a... Ed, is that is that I'm you sorry. on a typewriter? It definitely doesn't sound no, like a no. computer. I do like a typewriter, but mine would be more of the electric kind, the old IBM oh. with the ball that rolls around. You're probably too young to remember oh, that, yeah. but that's what I used to type a few things on when I first started oh, in God. the business. All right. Anything else, George? Is that it? No, no. But there's a whole heap of uh, novelty markets there, so you can get in and, and have a little bit of fun in there as well. Um, if you don't feel like you know anything about uh, esports or Taiwanese baseball, you can listen to these guys as well. But all as well, have a little bit of fun with yep. the novelties there. Beautiful. All right, Slug. We're moving on to you. I can't wait to hear what you've uncovered <laughs> for us. Beautiful. So um, <laughs> success for me in my last tip, actually, Ed, out of the Chinese Taipei basketball. So I can't remember who I had, but I had them at an 8.5 head start. They got within two points. They lost in heartbreaking fashion. But that actually takes me to three out of four all time on Give Me Something. So punters, if you're going to listen to anyone, make sure it's me. So, well done, uh, Slug. Golfing. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to be looking at the LPGA Tour around at uh, Los Colinos. Um, so a little birdie. <laughs> Uh, has told me around two of the girls uh, competing. So we've got the USA's Sarah Burnham and Germany's Sophia Popov. So both of these uh, beautiful women and incredible golfers in their own right. Um, but I'm looking slightly further down the card to the USA's Hayley Moore, um, who is a great story. She's grown up as a child. Well, we all did, I suppose. Grew up as children. But she's grown up facing adversity, facing bullying, and everyone telling reach her dreams are we uh, talking about you slope <laughs> well yeah there's there's a likely story there you know she's told up no one everyone said she couldn't do it said that to Oscar Pistorius too and look where he is now so um, she's had her weight battles um, but what she has is an incredible tee shot which allows her to drive a ball further than anyone in this competition by a long shot so she spent the last couple of years at the University of Arizona perfecting her short game uh, and I think it's all going to come together today. So I'm telling punters to look past Burnham and Popov, and here's why. So Los Kalinos roughly translate to the hills. Uh, and what did that spell for beautiful blonde women? Drama. I think we're going to have a few troubles around the course today, while Haley, gimme, gimme more, will get it done at $4.50. That is the kind of insight that you cannot get anywhere else. That is impressive, Slug. That's true. That's... That's eight to nine minutes of Googling there, Ed. So 
You know what? No one that's, else has the time for that. That's probably more than a lot of other people have done around the world. <laughs> that is some seriously good knowledge. Interesting that the LPGA uh, is actually still playing. I guess Arizona is pretty much open for golf. They rely pretty heavily on, on golf for their economy. So I guess that's perhaps why. I think we had a tournament last week or a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, and Sarah Burnham, Sarah Burnham was in that tournament last week. How did she go, Slug? Yeah, she was there. Um, she she went a few she golf played. balls around, but um, not too sure exactly where she. It's obviously not that well. Otherwise, I would have you know would have been tweeting about it. And, <laughs> about it so. Well, she yeah, because when I looked last week, she was up at halfway point, but I'm not sure how she finished. So it was a genuine question. I wasn't trying to stump you. Um, <laughs> well, you did. And you'll be stuck by the computer today following the LPGA online. Absolutely. Yep. That kicks off at uh, some stage today. I haven't actually checked the time. Yeah, we can uh, double check that. Very good. Felix, what are you bringing to the table this morning, my friend? Well, do I have a rip snorter for you guys? Now, I'm going a little bit mm. long distance on mine, much like the only relationships I'm actually capable of maintaining. But we're going to go a little... Less. I'm not sure exactly when they uh, kick off the Logies, the glorified Bogan Olympics. Now, last year, Tom Gleeson won this one, of course. He got a whole lot of people to get behind him. And his show was great, the Hard Quiz. I love the Hard Quiz. Watch it all the time. But it was, it was doing pretty good numbers, not unreal numbers. Right now, you've got the Hard Quiz doing the biggest numbers in TV outside of news program. Of course, MasterChef has now taken that over with, I think, 1.5, but it's almost getting in the 1.12 range, 800,000 to 1.1. I believe that's the range that Hard Quiz is getting in in viewership right now. Now, Tom Gleason, there was mixed reactions to his acceptance of the gold logo. He went on the speech and he sort of started to rag it a little bit, but I think a majority of people that actually vote for it, that voted for him, wanted that, and they enjoyed what he did that night where he sort of took the piss out of the award. So yep. when you look at the ratings that he's getting at the moment... The fact that these people are probably going to vote again for him because they like that sort of, you know, stick your finger up at the award sort of thing. He's currently sitting at $21 with the highest rating TV show. And absolute crickets from you guys. No, I I was just wondering if you were going to say anything more. Do you think that the fact he won last year means that punters won't... Not punters, the viewers won't want to? I think they want to stick it up the Logies again. I reckon the Logies is losing its luster and people are starting to go at it in the form of voting for Tom Gleeson. The other one, if you you think they're just going to vote regularly, then Lego Wars is also doing absolutely massive numbers at the moment. Hamish Blake... Yeah, who's the, who are the other favourites? Hamish Blake at $16. The favourites are your usual, your Carl Stefanovics, Lisa Wilkinson, a lot of news people are sort of moving. Georgie Hamish Gardner Blake could, up there in the favourites as well. Hamish, Hamish Blake could be a good shout considering he's now joining in people for their Zoom meetings. Yeah, 16 um, bucks. And, right. So this is some legitimately good value. It's going to be and, a virtual Logies too, isn't it? Yeah. They're, they're certainly not going to hold it the way it has been held in the past, so that could also impact things a little bit it's hard to say yeah but i reckon look i'd be very surprised right now i don't think people are going to go towards the news characters just because a majority of the news is negative at the moment so i'd be, mm. I'd be very surprised I, I, if they went towards that you know lisa wilkinson maybe yep. deserves it georgie cardinal costas up there again with the gardening there could be a lot more people tuning into gardening. good show yeah, it's a really good point you bring up in that because we're stuck at home the numbers on these shows are probably inflated so that may actually affect the way people look at it. It's a really interesting point, Felix. We'll, uh, maybe you can get a uh, government grant to do some research on that sort of topic. <laughs> what do you think about that? It'll be that? profitable. When is, 
Professor Logies. <laughs> now, Felix, last week you mentioned the NFL draft. It's coming up Friday. It's going to be fascinating. It's going to be a virtual draft. Uh, Roger Goodell, the commissioner, will be in his personal, his own, the basement of his own home. Home uh, shelter. And then it, it, well, he will still, somehow they'll find a way to boo him, I can tell you. <laughs> somehow. They will virtually be booing him. But all the teams. Canned boo. <laughs> all the teams will be uh, submitting their picks. Um, Virtually, it was going to be Las Vegas, but uh, they're not going to do that anymore. So last week you had mentioned, so the first pick is Cincinnati, the second pick is Washington, and the third pick is Detroit. So as you mentioned, first pick Joe Burrow, the quarterback from LSU, he's paying what I think a, a dollar and one cent, a dollar one. Like he is, Zion was paying a dollar three, I believe, when he was going to get drafted. Yeah, he's going to be the number one pick. Uh, Washington more than likely going to take Chase Young because he's probably the second best player in the draft. Number three is where the drama starts. And you brought this up last week. Detroit's got the pick. They need a defensive player. All signs are pointing to this guy, Jeff Akuda, But a defensive back hasn't been picked in the top three since 1997. So it would be a big risk for them to do that. They can probably trade down. You had mentioned Miami. Miami, Jacksonville. Trading up to get... Tua Tagovailoa from Alabama. Well pronounced. Thank you. We just call him Tua. That's the easy way to do it. Um, But now some of the late male Felix is that Justin Herbert, the quarterback from Oregon, may be the guy that Miami wants. Mm. So it's a really intriguing thing. But what you can do is you can look at a couple of things. There is a market on site which is to pick the exact order of the top three. So if you go Burrow, Chase Young, Tua, that's 450. And if you go Burrow, Chase Young, Herbert, that's 433. So that's what I think probably might be the best value at the moment is looking at that, given that that number three pick might be the way to change things. What do you think? Yeah, no, look, I'd be very surprised. Look, it's not very often that you get quarterbacks. You've probably got three legitimate quarterback chances that could come in as a starter, which you don't usually get. They've got Josh yep. Rosen sitting there at the Dolphins who is not going to do anything. Ryan Fitzpatrick as well. I just think if you're going to make a push for it, it's got to be this year. But the thing is with trading up, it's, you know, if Jacksonville are also potentially in the need for a quarterback. If they trade up to two and they get Herbert, then, you know, Miami's in that tough position. It's, it's almost safer trading up to two. So if the, if the possibility is there to get there, because you don't want to be stuck waiting for that third spot and then you get usurped by Jacksonville who then come in and get... You know, if they've got their, if everyone's yep. got their eyes on Herbert, then they get him. Then you're stuck with Tour, and you you don't really want to be going for the second option that you wanted for your quarterback. So I think it is. I and, think there'll be a lot yeah. of movement. I think you're right, and that's the beauty of it for guys, people that don't necessarily understand how this draft works. You can literally trade right before you make your pick. They can say, you know, the Redskins are on the clock. You've got five minutes or whatever, and in that time, they can strike a deal. So deals can be done very up to the last minute, which makes it such intriguing television. I'll tell you what's a good one, um, um, Ed, as well, just to throw in some, some value as well. Justin Herbert to be drafted by Jacksonville is at $12. So if they do make that move, you can get better values mm. thinking that it'll be Jacksonville at $12. Because yep. the only way that Justin Herbert goes up in that sort of number two pick, I feel that is if Jacksonville trade up and try to just one-up the Dolphins. Yeah. So, so all kinds. And I've got a go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say I've got a couple of really, really quick questions for you. Uh, first is around Justin Herbert. Uh, I've only ever watched him in sort of the bigger matches, the games they've played, where 
they really need him to stand up and fire. And I've found that he hasn't done that. Um, the, the real big pressure situations hasn't been his scene at all. Do you think he's going to stand up in the NFL? He's pretty good in the Rose Bowl, which was the end of the year game where That's they true, yep. uh, beat Wisconsin. Um, I think they lost. They only lost. I know they lost to Arizona State and I think Auburn to open the season last year. So, look, I think he's got all the tools. He's a smart kid. He's one of those. I think his grade point average was near 4.0. Uh, I think he wants to be a doctor. So he, he, that's not an issue uh, by all accounts. Super young man. Doesn't have social media. <laughs> that alone should make him probably well, the number one draft pick. Potential. <laughs> when you're looking at professional athlete. Potential yeah. serial killer. Well, I just think – I just. Some some certain games I've seen where he's just sort of just been a, a step off when it sort of counted, but maybe maybe there are games that I've missed where he has done. He was well. pretty, Im- yeah. I think he was pretty impressive in Herbie. Fully just personal loaded. bias. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, was he not in? Um, my second question, my second question was around Joe Burrow. He's, there's been a few comments, and it's probably more media speculation that's um, been sitting with extra time on their hands. He hasn't been entirely happy with the Cincinnati Bengals organisation. He's obviously going to go there and he's going to play there because he's got no other choice. Um, do you look at maybe someone else? If he, He's going to go there and play, but obviously might be looking for a trade once, he's, once his rookie contract's done. Would you, would you ever consider the possibility of grabbing someone else instead, knowing they'll be happier to play there? I think they just have to roll the dice with him. He's the best player in the draft. He's the franchise quarterback. He's from Ohio. I yeah. just think it makes perfect sense. You take him and you find a way to make him happy, right? And if and you're rebuilding, you can build around him. And if you can't make him happy, then you know, like you at said, least you've got something to trade for in a few years. Yeah, and you'll you'll lose him at some point. But I think they have to do it. I think there'll be a riot in Ohio if there already hasn't <laughs> been one over the. Uh, Closure of businesses, you know. Yeah. What's happened uh, before? You look, Georgie, you look at Vince Carter. Georgie, I saw you with a, a Raiders shirt on the weekend. Are you an actual Raiders fan, or is this just a shirt you've got? Oh no, I'm an avid fan. I've been to two um, NFL games in my life, and both Raiders. So yeah, huge fan. And now that they're in Vegas, that makes it uh, all the better when things open up. Yeah, well, we were planning on actually going there next year, so. I'm not sure if we will anymore, but um, yeah, once they got the facility they've just built in Vegas is unbelievable, right? So, it is, yeah. Amazing um, well, I just found that the the Raiders were the closest thing to Collingwood, um, so yeah, yeah, so the Collingwood of yeah, the folks, yep. yeah, yeah, a, exactly. It's about exactly. right, polarizing, yeah, absolutely right. Exactly. Um, do you want to give us a quick recap, George, on your thoughts this morning? Uh, so mine's just more having a look at the market. You've got the Poe, you've got um, Callum um, looking master chef. So Poe's probably the best shout, but who knows? It's a long competition, um, and then maybe a, a yellow and gold tire for Scomo. I'm, I'm sticking with a yellow and gold tire, um, and that's paying six bucks. Beautiful slug. Uh, the Los Colitos L- L- G- LPGA uh, to a golf, and I'm going to go with uh, Haley Moore to get it done at four dollars fifty. Felix. Getting in early. Hamish Blake, $16. And Tom Gleason, $21 for the gold Logie. I like it. And I had the exact three in the NFL draft. Either Burrow, Young, and Tua at 450 or Burrow, Young, and Herbert at 433 Before we go, The Last Dance, the mm. Michael Jordan documentary is airing yeah. tonight. They're saying 5 p.m. on Netflix Anybody have any thoughts on that? People interested in watching that? I assume you would be. I'm mostly interested to see the social reaction behind it because there's two schools of thought with Jordan and we haven't really seen a proper, like my generation hasn't been able, this could be the first proper 
look into, inside the psyche and what it was like for Jordan? Because there's there's your era, and I know you actually had some involvement with covering and that sort of stuff. He's actually a fan of your comedy show as well. But um, Weird one, yeah, isn't that, that's, yeah. a really, that's a really cool thing. But I, I think that you lived through it. So you have this experience yes. where, where I don't. I'm Kobe, LeBron, these guys. So I'm actually interested to see like a little bit more of the behind the scenes that Jordan, we haven't really seen too much of that. Yep. That's a really good point. I, I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Slug, yeah, I'm excited well. to see a Michael Jordan documentary. That Has there been one made yet? Um, Not to this it's, extent. It's gonna be- he's, quite, he's sort of reclusive to some extent. There's... There has been a documentary made about every facet of his existence every year since the start of basketball, but I'll still watch it. Not to this yep. extent, though, Slug. Well, I haven't seen the trailer for it. <laughs> Another documentary. It's, you know, we've seen so many of them. I'm sure that it'll be slightly different. They'll have two different quotes from him. Uh, he was pretty oh. good at basketball. We'll see some more highlights. Um, but yeah, paying a dollar one to include that dunk that he did from the foul line, which was incredible. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I'm with Felix. And and it's also us in in how we live now where we've got so much more of an insight into these athletes' lives, especially in America. Whereas back in Jordan's era, we didn't have Netflix. We didn't really have social media or we didn't have social media like we do now. So it's seeing a different insight to back him, what he was playing, what he was doing to prepare for his final year then, as opposed to LeBron when... He's got his final year. We're still watching it like we do now through social media because he's very active on there. So it's a very different sort of look into it. So I'm really looking forward to it because he's the the OG goat really, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. I think the the beauty is that there's a great piece that uh, was on ESPN about how they've had this footage sitting around. The NBA actually did a deal where they said, we're going to shoot all this footage. And and the way they got Jordan to agree with the the behind-the-scenes stuff was he had final say over whether or not it aired. So they literally mm. shot hours and hours of footage on film. And now oh, wow. is really the first time they're bringing it out, which is just remarkable. The last thing I will say that when back in that day, when he would come to town, so when he would come to Portland or Seattle, it was literally like the circus was coming to town. You would have mm. the media, as Georgie rightly pointed out, no social media. So all the media would rush to the hotel. All the uh, groupies would rush to the hotel. Included. It would just be... It, myself yeah, was leading the charge. I was more of a Will Purdue guy, though, but <laughs> so people would just rush to the. It was just, it was really extraordinary. So one I, of my favorite. Oh, sorry, I was just gonna, one of my favorite quotes uh, about Michael Jordan was I can't even remember who said it. Some commentator said, "No sight inspires more fear in would-be defenders than Michael Jordan." And this offensive juggernaut, maybe something like that. It's a great quote. I'll get it right next time. <laughs> nah, I think it's going to be fabulous. So I, they're saying five o'clock on Netflix. If you got Netflix, check it out. I think it's the first two episodes, and then the next two uh, drop uh, a week from now. Ten part series. Uh, thanks, guys, very much. I think we've got some decent information. If nothing else, we've learned that Los Colinas. <laughs> Means the hills, isn't that right, Sluts? That's right. Very the death TV place show. For all beautiful women. Oh, very. Right. very what a, what a beautiful death. dark. Not death. How about that? <laughs> no, we better get out of here. Thanks, guys. Don't forget, gamble responsibly. We'll see you tomorrow. Ciao, ciao.